Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 38 of Ronnie's Reflections, my weekly journal where I look back at my life, all of the stuff that I did, and I talk about it in podcast and YouTube video format available on all of the platforms. I've been gone for two weeks. I had the Rona. It was not the most fun in my life. I am still feeling the effects of that. Uh, but I'm glad to be back in the saddle because uh, one week ago today, on Sunday, uh, I tested positive for COVID. So did not record a show last week. First time that I've missed an episode in a long, long while. I don't even know how long. Uh, we had a good run, but uh, we're back on the horse and in the saddle this week. So to set the scene, it is currently the last day of July, July 31st, 2022. It is 10.05 in the morning on a Sunday. It's hot humid out already, even though we had some rain this week. That was nice. Uh, but yeah, so let us get right into it. Listener feedback from two weeks ago. Um, the question two weeks ago, my gosh, it's been it's been a minute and I, uh, I don't have that prepared. <laughs> oh man, what things hold you back from doing what you really want to do was the question from two weeks ago. Had a couple of responses on that one. Carter, he said, what's stopping me from doing what I want is money, but more so my mind. I want to write, direct multiple features before I die, but two of my ideas are fairly large in scope. I know it'll happen when I'm ready and when I have enough experience. Not having the money to do what I want now is almost even better because I feel a constant drive to want to work in order to get that experience that I need to allow myself to hopefully someday create a thriller, horror, masterpiece. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the day whenever that movie comes out, you get rolling out the red carpet. Uh, You remember your little friend, your buddy builder buds from way back in the day. And you think, you know what, I'm gonna put him on the guest list because he was always a big cheerleader in my corner, which I am. Go Carter. You can do it. I believe in you. I'm looking forward to, uh, to watching those masterpieces someday soon. It'll be Jordan Peele and Carter Scotland Allen upon the the throne of like current modern day horror amazingness. Oh yeah, I did watch another movie that I need to talk about that I didn't already write down. We better add that to the uh, the outline real quick. Creep. Watched a thriller horror movie. So yeah, uh, we gotta we gotta talk about that later. So it's on the outline. We will. Next up, we got a meal. He said, "I do freelance web design and I make short films. So those are the two things I love doing. One thing I would like to add to that is content creator on YouTube and Twitch." Not for monetary gain, but purely for the fun of it. I've had no luck with that because when I've mustered enough confidence to sit down and record a video, there's always something that goes wrong during the recording process and it just demoralizes me. Other times I don't have the courage to appear on camera. And uh, I wrote a comment back to him and I'm going to say it out loud too in case there's somebody out there that's listening to this that's thinking about throwing content out into the world. So like I didn't say this, but like it just it just kind of like occurred to me to say this as well. There's so much bad content out in the world of just like garbage, junk food, people being ugly, people being hateful. Like you you have the opportunity, Emil, to be a voice of reason, to be somebody that's contributing something positive and cool to the world. So I wouldn't get hung up on, you know, like making a mistake starting a podcast and not having something written down and having to quickly go and find it real quick. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, I'm doing a back to school presentation for a school district 
and they want the presentation to be all about creating digital content, encouraging their students to be content creators. And one of the things that I wrote down is practice makes progress. It doesn't make perfect. Sometimes it does for some people in some situations. But I mean, you ask the best of any industry, the best of any like thing that anybody does, whenever they do that thing over and over and over again, of course, practice, you're going to get better at it. You're probably not ever going to get to that perfection level. I mean, a couple of people do that maybe once or twice in their lifetime. And we get amazing, ridiculously cool things. Uh, but that doesn't always happen. But I think just knowing that you have the interest in doing it, but you haven't yet pressed on that gas pedal, gas pedal, I would just encourage you to do that. To just get in the car and go for a ride. You know, like turn the camera on. I, I look at my videos that I've made throughout time and it has been very incremental upgrades over time. Um, I feel like the biggest upgrade that has occurred is just my ability to be engaging, I guess, as a speaker, because it used to be whenever I made my videos for work or just like the videos for this, my go-to is just kind of very monotone, very unexpressive, basically 90% of how I look and sound on this podcast. But throughout practice, throughout time, throughout watching other content creators do it, I feel like I've, I've developed in that realm. Am I perfect? Hell no. <laughs> Far from it. Uh, you can look at my YouTube numbers. I am still not a super engaging content creator, but I'm doing it for the same reason that you want to do it, which is the right reasons of just wanting to make stuff for fun, uh, to just have a record of it because that's enjoyable. You know, we're, we're going to, there's going to be a time very soon whenever Ronnie is no longer on this earth, whenever Emil is no longer on this earth. And what kind of legacy are you going to leave behind? That's not to say that you have to have this big, huge presence on YouTube, but I think it's I think it's important. If it's something you're interested in, then sit down, hit the record button. Who cares if you mess up? Put it out to the world, rinse and repeat a thousand times, and just keep making progress and doing it, if it brings you joy. That's my advice to you, Emil, and anybody else out there. Our last comment came from my best friend, She's my best friend, Kelly. She said, well, I really want to go to New Orleans, but every time I make plans, a hurricane causes issues. I did not have a great experience the one time that I went to New Orleans, but I would go to New Orleans again with you. And I would go, one, because it's something that you want to do, and I like I like spending time with you, I like making you happy, so I'm in on that. But two, beignets and coffee from Cafe Du Monde, that's worth putting up with some some headaches, I would say, that you encounter when you go to New Orleans. So yeah, let's go to New Orleans. And if it gets canceled, that's fine. We'll just reschedule. No big deal, right? Okay. Question of the week this week. What is difficult for me now, but was easy as a child? It's a purple card this week, which means, what does that mean? It means questions that encourage self-reflection. So I reflected on this one a little bit for a couple of uh, minutes, and I came up with three things. There's a longer list than that, but I thought these were the three things that kind of came to me the quickest <laughs> that I wanted to talk about. The first one is video games. I used to be unbeatable at video games. You put me against anybody else at Street Fighter 2 for the Super Nintendo, 
they were getting demoralized and demolished. It was it was just it was over before it even began. Nowadays, I mean, I can't even hardly get one kill on PUBG when we play around. I don't, I don't know what's happened to that game. It's gotten incredibly difficult. All the sweats, all of the sweats. Um, you know, same thing on like really any modern shooter. I can hold my own on Halo, but I just don't really enjoy it. It used to be just unbeatable at Halo. We used to have like LAN parties, and and maybe that's it. You know, like instead of just playing against my little pool of friends locally who I could destroy. Now we're playing against people all across the world, and they're playing it a lot, a lot more than what I play it. So maybe that's it. The other thing that's difficult for me now that was easy as a child is eating. Um, everything that I eat and put into my body, it has an effect on it. <laughs> Whether that uh, that means weight gain or making me gassy or whatever the case may be, it's got an effect. Whereas as a kid, I'd just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to eat that. Great. Mom made it for dinner. Awesome. I'm going to put it in my belly and I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to nourish me and it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Last night, we uh, me and Kelly went out and uh, we had Chinese buffet. Was not super good. It was fine. Um, I couldn't really taste a whole lot of it. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. Uh, and then we went for ice cream. And the ice cream was tasty. It was very delicious. Sonic and I got a uh, Sonic Blast with Oreo and Reese's mixed together. I was feeling saucy, and uh, it was good, but I forgot that I don't have ice cream and dairy a whole lot because it doesn't agree with my stomach. I don't think that I'm lactose intolerant, but uh, like full bore. But if I have ice cream, it makes my belly hurt. Like there's, there's some pain, there's some discomfort for a little while. Didn't have that as a kid. So yeah, that was that was definitely more difficult for me now. And then last but not least, something that I I just don't like. I hate this. Having energy after dinner. I eat dinner and I'm just I'm just done. I'm done for the day. All I can muster the strength to do is scroll TikTok or watch TV or play video games. I would love to have the energy to do something productive and I know that that's an area that I would like to be more productive and I've tried to do it and I just I just feel so sleepy and tired after dinner. Whereas it used to be, you know, I would eat dinner and it'd be like, all right, we've got like a whole day getting ready to start, getting ready to go down, because that's when all the fun stuff is going to happen. We're going to go out and about, we're going to hang out with friends, we're going to stay up until four in the morning and play video games. Uh, Although, like when I was doing that, I was sleeping until noon, and I don't really do that anymore. So, yeah, you know, I'm not really mad about it, though, you know, like it's just, that was definitely, it's definitely more difficult for me now to have any kind of energy after dinner. How about you guys? Sound off in the comments. What is difficult for you now, but was easy as a child? So I haven't had an episode for two weeks, and uh, I've watched a lot of stuff, but I tried to, I don't know, I think that I watched other stuff than what has made my list, but these are the big things that I watched, I guess. There's there's four things. I was going to have it at three, but then I remember that I watched that Creep movie, and I do want to talk about that. So first of all, Yellowstone, uh, I am all caught up on Yellowstone. There's four seasons of Yellowstone, and I've watched all of them. And I'm going to give that show a five out of five. Coveted five out of five, amazing for me. It is my kind of show. It is, uh, it's dark, it's dirty, it's grimy, it's gross, it's people being ugly, people being crazy. Um, I just, 
I don't know, like that show just really, really, uh, really, really does it for me. And um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Season three ends on like just the craziest cliffhanger ever. And I'm really glad that I waited to watch it until season four was already out because that that was a cliffhanger and a half. I'd never seen a show that had the balls to have a cliffhanger like that. Uh, but yeah, season four didn't end on quite as crazy of a cliffhanger, so that's good. Um, but still, there's more room for more adventures for the Duttons there in uh, Yellowstone. And uh, even found myself like wanting to buy a Yellowstone hat that I found in Walmart, but it didn't fit my fat head because I like that show so much. I would highly recommend it. Uh, 1883, the prequel that leads up to the Yellowstone, that's out on Paramount+. Plus. That was also awesome. I didn't watch that this past week, but I watched it before. And then they're getting ready to come out with the one, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like it picks up after 1883 ends and goes up to like more of the current day Yellowstone stuff. So, uh, yeah. I hope that my video isn't lagging. I don't think it is. I think it's okay. Is it okay? Is it matched up with my voice, my face? I think it is. <laughs> yeah, so it's never perfect, Emil. It's progress. It's always progress. Uh, Better Call Saul. I uh, I tucked back into that. I think season six is the one we're on on that one. Man, that is a good show. Breaking Bad is my all-time favorite show. And to have a spinoff with one of the best characters on that show, six seasons worth, that is that is really quality. And it's, it's just so good. I hope that... I don't know what they're going to do after that ends. I mean, they're bridging the gap between the time that Better Call Saul rises to power and whenever he makes his appearance on Breaking Bad. And I think I read that the last two episodes are called Breaking Bad. So I'm looking forward to seeing the crossover. Um, as of the time of this recording, there's two episodes that remains to come out. Uh, the first of which is coming out tomorrow on Monday. And then I think a week from that, that'll be the last one. So uh, two weeks from now, Better Call Saul will be completely done. And if you liked Breaking Bad, if you liked that universe at all, you will love Better, Better Call Saul. I'll wait and give it a ranking, I guess, uh, after I watch the last two episodes. But it's a five out of five. There's no doubt about it. The other thing that I watched this past week, I, yeah, I guess I just watched it this past week, was The Bear, which is a series on Hulu. It stars the kid that played Lip on Shameless, if you watched that show. I love I love that actor. He's really, really good in that. Um, everybody really hyped up this show, and they said that it was amazing, and I really struggled to get through it. But the reason for that is because it made me uncomfortable. It's The premise is, is that Lip plays a character who is a chef, and he's a really good chef. He works in uh, like one of the best kitchens in the world, apparently, in New York. However, his brother owns a sandwich shop in Chicago, and he kills himself. The brother does. So the brother leaves Lip, um, the sandwich shop, and so Lip decides to leave his best restaurant in the world job to come home and manage this hole-in-the-wall sandwich shop in Chicago because that was his brother's wish, even though his brother apparently did not allow him to work in that sandwich shop. Um, but you can kind of read between the lines that it's because he wanted him to go out into the world and do bigger and better things, maybe. I don't know. So he comes back and he's trying to figure out, you know, like why his brother killed himself, uh, why the restaurant is in financial turmoil, and all this stuff. But every episode, I would say, 
um, 80% of it is just people yelling at each other and being very mad and upset in high tension and high intensity situations uh, because they're working in a kitchen and it's it's behind the scenes of working in a kitchen which I've read that it's very accurate to how a modern day kitchen is ran uh, and so that explains to me why those people are always stressed out why they all smoke and uh, yeah because it's a very stressful situation apparently but there's only eight episodes in the season and they're only 30 minutes each and so I got done with episode three and I was like I can't I can't do it anymore but then it was like, well, there's only eight episodes and it's only 30 minutes. And then I got through episode six and I was like, I can't do it anymore. I, I, <laughs> I don't know where this is going. I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to watch it anymore. And then a TikTok popped up and it was like, the stuff that happens in episode seven, I think that you want to watch, you want to watch the bear. There's a big payoff. And I was like, all right. And then I watched episode seven. And I was like, I guess, I guess there was a payoff. I don't, you know, it was fine. And then at that point, I was like, well, there's only one more episode, and it's 40 minutes. The last episode's like 40 minutes. So I was like, eh, I'll see it through to the end. And uh, I haven't finished it. I think I've got maybe 15 or 20 minutes left. Uh, Kelly came over. Whoa, FaceTime call. Oh, all right. We're going to interrupt this this program. And we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, the bestie Kelly called, and she was having a crisis because... She thinks that her dog's peed somewhere in her house, but she can't find where. It's a mystery for the ages. Uh, the bear. So, yeah, I'm not quite done with the bear. And I'm going to finish the bear because there's only 15 minutes left in it. Um, I don't know. It doesn't really... At this point, it hasn't really gone anywhere. So I guess that they're setting the stage for additional seasons to kind of answer some big questions that are hanging out there. I like the characters that are in it. They're very likable characters. Um, I just wish that there was less chaos and yelling <laughs> in that show. But I really appreciate the uh, eight episodes and 30 minute. Like, it's just, it's an easy watch. I like that a lot. Um, There's another show on Hulu that was about a teacher that was in a relationship with a student that was like the same. It was like eight episodes, 30 minutes a piece. It was just really quick. I don't remember what it was called. Anna Kendrick was in it. It was really good. I liked that show. Anyway, the last thing that I watched this week, I watched it with Kelly. We decided to watch a scary movie together, and we picked Creep. I picked Creep after scrolling around on Netflix for like 10 minutes and uh, not really finding anything that like neither one of us had not seen and that looked really interesting. So I was like, well, there's a sequel to Creep. So apparently the first one was good enough that it merited a sequel. I would rate that movie a 3 out of 5. I thought it was kind of good for like a thriller. Um, the lead actor is from, oh, that fantasy football show that I used to watch that was on Comedy Central. The League, yeah. The lead actor was on that, the, the creepy guy. Um, the premise is that a creepy guy hires another dude to film him um, because he's... Because he has cancer, and he wants to make a documentary film about his life to give to his unborn child. But, of course, the guy shows up to film him, and things are not what they seem. And uh, the ending of the film, while it's somewhat predictable, the way that it happens is like, holy shnikes, Batman. There's a, there's a park, and there's a bench, and that's all I'll say about that. Watch that movie if, if you want to watch something that's 
I don't know, like a little bit different, I guess. I don't know that I've ever seen anything exactly like that. It's kind of filmed Blair Witch style, like with a, a homemade camera, all from the, basically from the perspective of the dude that's hired to film, the creepy guy. So that's kind of interesting, but yeah, I would recommend it. It's not bad. Three out of five. It's good. Games I played. Uh, I have abandoned ship on basically everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, Death Stranding, I was really high on that. In the weeks past, and uh, not playing that anymore. I got tired of walking around, you know. Ghost of Tsushima, you know, that was that was defeated, so that's that's done. It's out of the way. And uh, I bounced into another PlayStation exclusive because I have access to it, and I don't have to pay anything extra for it. It's Returnal. I like this game, this Returnal game. It's a roguelike, which means that uh, you play as a character... And whenever you die, you restart the game at the very beginning. But you, uh, as you progress through the story and you earn abilities, you get to keep those abilities. So you're constantly improving your character. So a run, you should be able to get further and further into the game until you ultimately defeat the game. Uh, the controls are really smooth. The graphics are really nice. It's really satisfying to shoot things in that game. Um, I haven't played it in maybe three three to five days, maybe. Probably actually like over a week. Probably since I've had COVID. Yeah, I don't think I've played it since I've had COVID. Uh, but I've, I don't know. Like I, I keep thinking about it and wanting to go back to it. And like, oh, just, you know, one more run. And I kind of like that aspect of it. It's, it's a love-hate thing. Like in one aspect, I would love to be able to feel like I'm always making progress and saving that progress and then picking up where I left off. But with this thing, you know, you, you play a run, a run, and then you go and you die, and then you have a restart again, and it's like, oh, well, I, I played a run today, that's good enough for me, I can move on to something else. So it's kind of like a carp compartmentalized experience, instead of always feeling like you're in a grind of like a 60-hour game, which I think that this game could be like a 40, 50, 60-hour game if you actually beat it to completion. I haven't even beaten the first boss yet, but like the first boss is... I don't know, I've probably played it, I would say like 7 to 10 hours, and I still haven't quite gotten to the first boss yet. But after you beat the boss, you don't have to beat the boss again. You move on to the next part of the game where you don't have to rebeat the same boss over and over and over again. Uh, but it is fun. It's really cool. And if you have access to it through PlayStation Plus Premium, I would recommend it. It is worth a download in my mind. The other game that I, I got back into this week, thanks to Kelly, because Kelly wanted to jump into some rounds of Fortnite. And uh, it was while I had COVID and we couldn't see each other. So we were kind of like really wanting to spend some time together. So we were like, let's play some Fortnite. We can talk over that. We can play a little game and be fun. And that was, that was really nice. It was like a good, a good way to feel some human connection to somebody that I care about after not being able to feel any human connection for a week. So I got back into Fortnite, that was fun, and then she came over yesterday and we played split screen at the same time on the same screen, Fortnite. That's the first time that I've played split screen with anyone, probably since like, maybe playing with my sister back whenever I lived at home? It's been a long time since I've done anything split screen, and that was that was really fun. It is a pain in the freaking butt to play split screen on PlayStation. I don't know if it's just a Fortnite thing or what. But we literally had to create her a PlayStation account just so that we could play split screen. Like, you can't just sign into a profile on the system and play split screen in Fortnite. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, I say. 
and then we had this whole thing where uh, she gave me the wrong email address or I entered it wrong. You know, blame blame whoever you want to blame on that one. <laughs> and uh, so we were like, well, where's the verification email? Wait a minute. Did we enter the email address right? Oh, it's Kelly DH instead of Kelly HD. Mm. So then we had to go back through and create a new account. But we got it. We figured it out. And we got to play split screen Fortnite. That was a lot of fun. I was looking forward to doing more of that today. But she is she is now busy. That's what other part of her FaceTime call was. So, yeah. Maybe we'll play Fortnite this evening. Over, over the internets. Over the interwebs. But I find myself wanting to play more of it just on my own. Uh, Wombat of Cheap Ass Gamer Infamy was talking about how he got to level 100 and he got the Darth Vader skin and the emotes and I'm like I don't chase emotes and skins and I don't pay for that stuff if I get it through the battle pass great I haven't bought the battle pass this season but now I'm like I should buy the battle pass I should get the battle pass I think I'm at level almost 30 now and you can get all of the money back for the battle pass that you spent if you get like up to a certain level in there so it's it's basically like it doesn't cost you anything and you get all kinds of goodies and stuff so I think I'm gonna play some Fortnite today. I think that's gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some quest hunting. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Like I like the new map. I like the colors in it. Um, it hasn't grabbed me like like last season. I didn't play hardly at all. I I just blackballed Fortnite. I was like, no, I'm done with Fortnite. But I do like the no build mode. That is a lot of fun. You get put on more of an even even footing, I guess. Like for a person like my skill level that really is not good at building, you don't have to worry about you know, fort fighting with somebody that can build a tower in five seconds. So that's kind of nice. More Fortnite in the future for me, I do believe. Other stuff and things. Let's talk about COVID. All right. So um, a week ago today, I tested positive, but how I got COVID was from my dear son, Becca James Williams. Um, He went to the zoo with his mom on Tuesday and Wednesday of the week prior and came back was not feeling good, had a fever, was tired, was just real puny. Um, so he didn't test positive for COVID initially. Uh, so he went to sleep, had a good night of sleep, woke up. He looked off. He looked off on Thursday morning. And I was like, hmm. And then he threw up. And I was like, okay, he's definitely he's definitely off. Threw up on in the kitchen onto the wood floor. It was all watery, delicious, I know. And then uh, we moved him into the living room. Gave him a little blanket, tucked him in, and uh, brought his iPad in there so he could watch his shows. And he threw up again. Got it in a bowl this time, so that's good. Did a COVID test on him. Boom. Positive. Positive COVID. He spent maybe the next six hours or so not feeling great. And then that evening, he acted like he was just fine, like nothing had ever happened. He woke up the next day just fine, like nothing had ever happened. He was totally fine from that point forward. He just got it out of his system, just literally, bleh, got it out of his system. And he was done with COVID, it seemed to me anyway. He never complained about losing his sense of smell or, or a taste or anything like that. Well, I knew that my future was, was what my future was in front of me. Like, it was, it was that. So I didn't feel good Saturday evening. I think that was the first time that I started experiencing symptoms. And my symptoms were, I just feel funny. Like, I feel off. Like, I've got the flu like body aches a little bit. And then I woke up Sunday and I was like, don't feel real good. Not feeling too hot. Had a fever, 101 degrees. I think my fever got up to. I was like, that's neat. 
took Beckett back, came home, COVID test, positive result, uh, took two two-hour naps that day, and went to bed at like 9 p.m. and slept for another 12 hours, I think, probably. Woke up that next day, did a little work, felt better, um, no fever, fever was gone, and just kind of felt hazy, like the COVID haze. It just felt like I just wasn't quite all there, like within my own body. And that continued on for Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Thursday, I kind of started coming out of the fog. I, I woke up and I felt good, like I was all 100% there, mine was right. Uh, but then I went to uh, have my morning coffee and I was like, I don't taste my morning coffee. Oh no. And that was just the saddest thing. I couldn't taste my morning coffee. And uh, I noticed my sense of smell had also gone. And I would say it was at about maybe 5% that I could still taste and smell. Like there's still, I could still very slightly tell if something was sweet or salty or something like that. But I had brisket for dinner that night. And that was just so sad because I knew, I knew how delicious that brisket was having ate it for the last four nights in a row for dinner. And it was so tender. It was so juicy, but I couldn't taste any of that brisket. And it was just sad. It was sad. <laughs> uh, now my symptoms are, I still don't have all the taste back. I would say that my, my taste and smell is at maybe like 30, 35%. It's getting better. It's on the mend. I could taste coffee today. I couldn't taste the little flavors that I put in there, which was like, I think chocolate macadamia nut uh, sugar-free syrup is what I put in there today. I couldn't really taste that very strongly, but I could taste that it was coffee at least. It wasn't just like a hot beverage that I was consuming and that was nourishing my body in every way possible. So COVID sucks. It's not the most fun, but I'm thankful that it wasn't the bad, bad version of COVID. You know, like when you can't breathe and uh, you're just like hacking all the time. And yeah, mine was fairly short-lived, had fairly mild symptoms. Um, I did I did have my vaccination. I did have two boosters as well. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, Beckett as well. He's had his vaccination and a booster. Um, and I, I strongly believe that uh, because we had those, that our COVID was not as bad as it potentially could have been. So yeah, that's COVID. Um, I'm going to be working from home all next week. I've got a couple of presentations. I was originally going to be in Lawrence on Tuesday, but my boss was like, Nah, why don't you just go ahead and, and stay home for this one, and uh, we'll we'll love you from afar. <laughs> I was like, okay, no traveling. So, next thing I want to talk about is smoker situation. The smoker situation. So, I bought a Pit Boss Laredo One Thousand back at the end of May. I thought that this was going to be. The next amazing evolution in my journey as a smoker of the meats, it was three times as big as the one that I currently own, the Pit Boss Lexington, which is about 300 square inches of cooking space. The Laredo 1000 is named that because it has 1,000 square inches of cooking space. It allows me to do things like cook two trays of bacon and something else at the same time, like a rack of ribs, all at the same time easily handles a 14-pound brisket. However, um, last Saturday, I woke up with the intention of smoking a brisket on the Laredo 1000, and uh, I turned it on and put the brisket on, set it for 275, 
came back to check it maybe a half hour later and the smoker had turned off and it said ERR on the control panel, which of course means error. And uh, looking at the owner's manual, apparently that means that the igniter is bad. And so it's either that some of the cables came loose, so you can check all the cables, which I did, pushed them all back into the control board, uh, or the igniter is just faulty and needs replaced. So uh, I did all the, the pushing back of the cables into the circuit board that I could find, still got an error code. Uh, really wanted to find my receipt just in case if I wanted to play that card and I did find my receipt and I looked up Walmart's return policy which is we accept anything and everything back to our stores within 90 days with receipt thank God I kept my receipt uh, we were within 90 days because end of August would be 90 days and we're still here at the end of July so I was like good okay so I do have that option if I can't get this thing to go do I want to worry about having a part shipped to me? Like Pit Boss would ship me a free part, but I would have to install it. And then is this thing a lemon? Am I going to have to deal with this forever and always? Or should I just take it back? So I opted to take it back. And I knew that this was going to be a big pain in the butt because this thing is huge. This is not something that you want to lift on your own. Um, it's big. It's awkward. It's heavy. Uh, you definitely have to have a truck or a trailer in order to haul this thing. So I knew that was going to be a headache, but I also knew that uh, having a smoker that I spent $700 on be a lemon, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with that. So I called Walmart ahead of time and I said, hey, here's the situation. I've got the smoker. I do have the receipt. Will you take it back? And they said, well, we would have to see it in person to make that call for sure, but as long as you have the receipt and it is what you say it is, there shouldn't be any problems. So I was like, great. Well, uh, a little time passed since that phone call, but yesterday I decided it was the day to take the smoker back because Kelly was hanging out, she was around, so she could help me get it loaded in there. We got it loaded, it was it was difficult, we didn't drop it, we didn't do anything like that. Um, we elected to, to put it on its back, in the back of the pickup truck, instead of having it stand up on its wheels, because I bought it pre-assembled, and we hauled it home uh, standing up. So it was really tall, and it worried me that it was gonna like fall over, so I wanted to, to have it just laying on its back, in the back of the truck, and so we got it to do that. We had to keep the tailgate open, uh, ratchet stretched, ratchet strapped it into the back of the truck so it was nice and safe got it to Walmart uh, a nice gentleman that was working there I requested their assistance to help me lift it out of the truck so Kelly didn't have to did that wheeled it into this place it made the most god-awful noise because it was like their hard wheels and and pavement you know so like as we were bringing it into the store every single person was looking in my direction like what is that noise and what are you doing, mister? Uh, wheeled it up to the service desk and the service desk lady was just like, I've never done anything like this before. Can we take this back? She was asking her, her the other service desk lady that had a little more experience there. And so she starts looking at my receipt. They're looking at the smoker, looking at the receipt. They start scanning stuff. Um, they're like, ah, we don't know if we can take this back. And Kelly... <laughs> She pounces to my defense immediately, and she's like, well, Ronnie called ahead of time and talked to somebody, and I was like, it's okay, it's all right, I, I appreciate it, we'll save the potential you turning into a Karen and me turning into a Karen, and can I speak to your manager, and like, we'll save that until they actually say, 
No, because I've I actually worked at the service desk for a short time uh, back whenever I worked at Walmart in between high school and college, or like maybe while I was even going to college. And I know that as a person that works at a service desk, you have to be on the defensive. Always. You've got to question everything because there's so many people that want to come in and screw over Walmart and return stuff that shouldn't be returnable. Like, you know, you get your receipt that your buddy went and bought a smoker and you bring back your old crappy smoker that's like five years old and try and get a brand new one or $700 back. So I understand it. I understand their perspective of how they've got to be skeptical about everything that comes to that service desk. Totally get it. Totally understand it. Um, So, I don't know, maybe five minutes passed, they scanned receipts, and then they were like, would you like for us to put this back on your card? And I was like, yes, that would be great. So the smoker was returned. They also took back the cover. That was great. So I got about $700 back for the smoker and the cover. I basically got to rent a smoker for that long. I love that smoker. It was great. But the thing that that I'm really thinking about and contemplating that has the gears running is the smoke flavor on those burnt ends at Beamer's in Lawrence, Kansas. Whenever I bit into those, I was just really astounded at the amount of smoky flavor. Whereas whenever you bite into a piece of brisket that's smoked on a pellet grill, it's delicious. It's kind of smoky. But it's just, it's just, there's just no comparison uh, with how much better that bite of barbecue is from Beamers. People that do it professionally for a living, but they're they're cooking with actual fire and wood, and it makes a huge difference. So what I'm thinking is charcoal. I'm thinking of going and buying a charcoal grill. I've got my eye on a master built gravity series. So it's kind of like. Uh, a charcoal grill for somebody that doesn't want to or have the knowledge of grilling with charcoal and and like has you don't have to babysit this fire so literally it's it's a pellet smoker but instead of pellets it's charcoal and on the side of this grill is a big chimney where you load up charcoal briquettes and you can also put chunks of wood in there if you want to encourage some additional smoke flavor and through gravity, it feeds that charcoal down to the bottom. And the only electronic components in this thing is a fan, which I think is also really, really good because that's less things that can break. I think that that's part of the problem with pit bosses that they've got. They've gotten too smart. There's too many gizmos and bells and whistles, and now they just they get error codes all the time. So you light the chimney on fire. It regulates the temperature just with the fan that's all it needs you set it on like what temperature you want and so and then you get charcoal flavored deliciousness also with this grill you can it comes with a uh, flat top so you can essentially have a blackstone grill and a charcoal grill and a smoker all in one this baby does it out does it all so uh i went and looked at them yesterday and this is a 697 ninety-seven dollar grill but I noticed that they had a price of $497 on them yesterday. They are clearancing them out. So I think that the stars are aligning and that I'm being pushed in the direction of buying this grill. And again, if I get it and I try it out and I don't like it, I keep my receipt within 90 days. Apparently, I can take it back. Yes, it's a pain in the ass to load a grill, to uh, to put it together, And that's the other conundrum. Do I buy one that's already put together or do I buy one that's in a box? 
<sighs> First world problems. So I think I'm going to go to Walmart today and buy a master-built charcoal grill and try it out and just see how it goes. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into buying a stick burner. Um, too much fire management. I, I'm more of a hands-off kind of cooker, but I am interested in maybe upping the game a little bit with charcoal and trying that out and seeing if I can't get some, some more delicious flavor profiles. Kelly said that charcoal is her favorite. That she loves meat that is cooked on charcoal, so I think I think it's going to be a thing. I think it's going to be a thing. Also, it's on clearance, you know. Ronnie likes to save the money. Okay, goodness gracious, we're at forty minutes. Okay, last last topic. Beckett James Williams. The only thing that I wanted to mention this week, really, because we haven't gone out and done anything in two weeks because of COVID. That boy is eating a lot of food. I just I can't. I can't stop putting food in front of him and him eating it. It's it's quite incredible. And he's not fat. He's not gaining a ton of weight. He just eats and eats and eats. And it goes back to the thing that I could do whenever I was younger and I can't do now. I can't just eat and eat and eat. But he can. And he loves it. And he's so cute whenever he does it. Because uh, he knows whenever he, he asks for something and there's a potential that I'm going to say no, he'll say, Dad, I'm really hungry. All right, Beckett, what do you want to eat? I really want a recess. <laughs> and he kind of growls it to me. Like like he's kind of kidding. Like he's kind of kidding and saying that he wants that. But he really does want it. And I think that that's adorable. Because he is. He's adorable. He's my adorable little boy. Little food eater. That's going to wrap it up, folks. Question of the week. What's difficult for you now but was not difficult for you as a child? Thank you so much for watching. Hope you all are well out there. I am looking forward to uh, hopefully getting my smell and taste back 100% and uh, having a good week of feeling better, hopefully. Have a good week, everybody. Stay safe out there. Talk to you in the next one. Bye-bye.